0: Football show with the Taxi Center. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 17 700. Let's
1: go. Celtic are four wins away from the title six wins away from a fifth treble in six years what sort of achievement would that be if that happens after moving six points clear of Rangers on the back of Sunday's 2-1 win at Ayabrox John Hartson there is no catching Ange Postacoglu and his team now is there? Well one hand on the trophy for me
2: Rob I still think lots can happen 18 points to play for in the league Uh, yes Celtic are in Firm, firmly um, in a great position to go on and, and, and claw their title back. It's been a remarkable season. It really, really has. A 31-point swing from this time la- uh, till last season. Um, and an outstanding effort. A really outstanding effort up to now. One trophy in the bag, semi-final of a Scottish Cup, six points clear, 16 goals, theoretically seven points, and I wouldn't say it's over yet. I don't think. No. I think the supporters can say it. Us, us sort of, um, you know, pundits can, can say it and columnists. But within that dressing room, I think they want to be mathematically clear in terms of a way, league title done, enough points achieved. Um, and I still think there's, there's that driven attitude coming from that uh, dressing room, led by the manager.
1: Well, John Harson gave me the manager's answer. There are 18 points still to play for. Kenny Miller, is it all
3: over? Uh, like John says, no. Uh, but. One hand on the trophy, one and a half hands on the mm, trophy yeah. for me. It's gonna be a long way back when you've when you've not lost a game since October and you're needing to lose two, maybe even three. Yeah, I mean that's that's assuming that Rangers going to win the next six. You know, so it's a it's a huge ass when you like say you've not lost since October to lose three in the next six. It's a, it's a huge ass. So yeah, but I think Celtic real, real strong favourites and Rangers have got it all to do. Not impossible but highly improbable for me.
1: Is it going to be difficult for Rangers to pick themselves up for Thursday night in Braga and get themselves tuned in to the Europa League quarterfinals or does that all take care of itself because
3: it is such a massive match? Well it's a massive match and they need to You know, if they want to progress to the, to the semi-final they're going to need to pick themselves up because it will be a really tough game against a high level opponent they have saved their best performances no doubt this half of the season in Europe and they've put in some wonderful performances so I would expect them again these football clubs, Rangers and Celtic, you need to approach every game in the same way and that's to go at it and win the game. And this is a big opportunity for Rangers to get through to a semi-final and it's going to be a big few weeks for Rangers. With with these two Braga games coming up, obviously the game against St Mirren at, at the weekend and the semi-final following the the second leg of the Braga game, it's a big, big two weeks which could signal the end pretty much of a season almost if they, if they were to lose in the in the Braga game over the two legs in the semi-final against Celtic. It would be... Uh, A real disappointing two, two and a half weeks for Rangers.
1: And of course, there is another way to get to the Champions League next season. I mean, obviously, we've been talking about it all season long uh, that the title of that big prize
3: at the end of the rainbow. Europa League winners get into the Champions League as well. Yeah, well, that is even a that's even a bigger ask, I think, than turning over the six points. You know, with the, with the teams that are in it, I know it's the it's the last eight now, and it's a quarter final. But if you look at the teams that are in it, it would be an almighty ask for, for Rangers to go all the way and win it. Uh, but you need to be in it to win it. You know, and some of the performances have been great, particularly the Dortmund game, home and away. Uh, they were absolutely excellent. So I expect them to actually get through against Braga and then mm-hmm. be in, uh, and and get into the semi final. Again, it's, it's such a the level of teams that are in it, it, it make it such a big But It's a brilliant journey to be on at the moment and to still be in European football at this stage of the season is a, a huge achievement for the football club.
1: If your suspicion is right and the Europa League might be just a step too far actually winning it, were Rangers to win the Scottish Cup, how much compensation, how much consolation would that be for Rangers this season?
3: They have to win the Scottish Cup. It's as simple as that with with, with uh, six points in the league now and like I've already said it's probably going to be a, a big ass. Listen, it's not. The hardest thing to do is to get over the line when you're winning a league and you see all kinds of crazy results whether a, a, a team that are fighting for their life to stay in a league they can produce some incredible results and it's the same at the top. Like, that pressure just continually mounts. So like John says, until you're over that line you will not be able to relax and, and, and accept that you've got that league one. So Rangers just got to make sure they do their back. They, they don't slip up any more and they ask the questions to Celtic to keep putting that pressure on them. So, But the, for me, it is going to be a big ask so the Scottish Cup's a must. If, 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 it's, it's twofold. Scottish Cup's a must for success this season but it also stops a treble.
1: Yeah, because Celtic are very much, John, on the trail of a treble now. Yeah. Um, Six games away from 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 a from what would be it 's incredible I mentioned it at the top of the show it 's hard to believe isn 't it five, It could be five trebles in six years for celtic
2: yeah i think it 's seventeen in the last twenty two years uh, ten out of the last eleven years titles to mm. celtic um, that 's why I think the disappointment of Rangers not kicking on from being so dominant last season winning it by 25 points you would think then they would add they would go again Celtic had so much to do no manager you know uh, hardly a team to field Andrew's had to build a team from goalkeeper right the way through to centre forward when you think of the position Celtic were in where Rangers were in and that's what makes it more disappointing for Rangers they've not kicked on after Celtic being so dominant they win a the title Rangers then you think they might have a spell But they've not gone forward from last season's title win, which they won at Akanta, really. So that just goes to show how well the manager's done at Celtic Um, to stop Rangers winning it again and to come through, you know, like a train like Celtic have. um, It's been a wonderful season. At the start of the season, Rob, we sat here and Celtic couldn't win the league. Yeah. that was the that was the view of they're in transition. Yeah, people were hoping, people were anticipating that they'd have a good year. Rangers would slip up. We'd have to topple Rangers. As remember as well, we never beat Rangers for nearly three years. They, they, we never beat them for seven games. So to think how far this Celtic team have come under Ange, uh, and and the more disappointing for Rangers because I think as well, uh, possibly I think that they might have chucked their eye off the ball. I think they thought they would win the league comfortable this year. You know, with all the work that Celtic had to do. Have they uh, taken their fruit off the gas? I believe so. I don't think they added um, in quality areas. Uh, you look at the players, really, you know, it's, it's Ryan Jack, it's Kent, it's Davis, it's Aribo, it's Morelos, it's Roof. All these guys were there last season. It was Goldson, Balogun. Um, oh yeah, you know Patterson's gone. Patterson's a, a young player. Tavernier was there. McGregor—they're not really. Celtic have brought in what fifteen, sixteen players. Mm. So that's been the difference. That's been the key. Um, you know, so for me, it's uh, it, it's it's been a, a great season. Obviously, uh, they want to get it over the line uh, and make it mathematically impossible, you know, for Rangers to come back. And Celtic, are in a they can cruise home now, but. Anything can happen, Rob. You know, Mm. Celtic lose to St. Johnson on Saturday. They take their eye of the ball. Then Rangers go to Celtic Park, you know, during the split and win. It's hard to see that happening, though, isn't it? It is. It's it's extremely hard to see it happening. But it's, Kenny said it there, it's it's hard when the title's in sight just to go grasp it. You know, there's one hand on it um, and it's it's... You know, it's in their hands now. It's firmly in Celtic's hands. They are firmly in the driving seat. Mm-hmm. Rangers have to continue to win every single game. They've got Europe. They've got the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. Um, so, you know, the big, big, big seasons for still, and Rangers still have to go and uh, perform in Europe. And the problem that Rangers have for me in Europe is that people might just think, now well, Braga or fourth in the in the league that they play in Portugal." Rangers stepped up to beat Dortmund. A game that they weren't expected to win. Red Star Belgrade, they did ever so well. Now all of a sudden, expectations, fans go, oh, it's only Braga. It's only Braga. We'll get through Braga. Football don't work like that. You've no. got to have the same focus, you know, that that same sort of desire to go and win against Braga, who will be a stiff opposition. Yeah, they're not the strongest team out of the last eight they're in the competition. But for me, that's my worry. Rangers have to go now and, and, and approach this game against Braga like they did against Dortmund and Red Star
1: Belgrade, where they were outstanding. Kenny, John reckons uh, Rangers uh, took their foot off the gas in their title defence. Have they been guilty of complacency this season, just uh, thinking it was going to happen again?
3: I, I wouldn't say complacency. Uh, I mean, we're looking at a six point lead uh, going into the break. The games, obviously, I mean, what it was it? Was it was some substandard performances? It was, it was, I don't, and whether that's taking your eye off the ball or uh, expecting just to turn up and, and roll teams over. I mean, Aberdeen first came back. Aberdeen should have won. They got the, it was a one-one. Next game, I think it was a win again. It was just over the line against Livingston, I think, and then there was more drop points at Ross County then in, in the midst of the highs of, of, of the Dortmund games it was draws at Dundee United, draws at Motherwell after being 2-0 up at Ibrox by the way, both performances were actually really, really strong should have mm. been games out of sight easily three points in the bag against Motherwell at home and definitely should have won against Dundee United away those are the games that have slipped up Celtic games that will take care of themselves and Celtic two months ago were outstanding at Celtic Park worthy winners at there, you've seen a different side of Celtic defending, defending their box with a life Rangers asking them all the questions without doing too much to create that really really good opening to get back into the game but asking all the questions. I mean, Celtic were, were outstanding in that respect on uh, on Sunday. So you've got I, I look at the last three, the last four years after the break, Rangers have came out and they've been poor. You know, they've dropped so many points early on. Again, Steven Gerrard's first year, they're right in the race, dropped points right after the and that six weeks after the after the break, same the second year, then. Obviously, last year's undefeated league season and, and win the league comfortably. This season, six points clear. So, for six months, everything's on track. So, yeah. there's no complacency, there's no drop in standards. Despite John Baxley being right, maybe they've not strengthened in areas that maybe they'll strengthen that starting lineup, John, I would say. But they were still strong, they were still looking like champions for me. Again, I don't think anybody would have disagreed that at the break yeah. that Rangers would go on to win the league then you come back after the break and there's something, there's something no quite right performance levels drop you drop four draws as eight points gone forget the Celtic games four points as is eight, is, is eight games gone and Celtic weren't going to win every game they've drawn games as well you know but in the games where I think the most recent draw, Rangers drew, they had the opportunity to come back and maybe put a, they put a little dent in that lead. So it's uh, yeah, whether you call it complacency off the ball, I don't know. But for me, there was real substandard performances over that over that period as well.
1: I'll get your reaction to this, Kenny. Just some breaking news. Maybe not surprising breaking news, but it is confirmed that Alfredo Morales is out for the rest of the season.
3: Yeah, again, that was a, a huge bit of news leading into the game, the old-form game at the weekend. Massive loss, no doubt about it. I think he would have, even the, the way the game went, he would have made a big difference, same as he would have made a difference Celtic Park two months ago. Uh, aye, it's, it's not good news at all. And moving into European performances he's been putting in, have been phenomenal over the over the four years, so he'll be missing that. And then you're talking about semi-finals and, and league games that like you said it's not over so there has to be six wins for Rangers if they want to have any hope and hope that Celtic drop points but it'll be a huge loss absolutely crucial to the way that they play Should Rangers have signed a, a striker closer to the level of
1: Morelos um, is Kemar Roof uh, good enough as a stand-in Cedric Eaton seems to have uh, vanished Fashion Sakala might have played through the middle didn't uh, it didn't really work out in the final analysis let's talk to Sean on the Go Radio Football Show Hi
4: Sean Hi how you doing? Hi Sean. <clears throat>
1: what, what, what are you thinking on the back of Sunday, Sean?
4: Um, well, I was on the phone the other day and I was gutted. I was talking to John Hartson I graduated him on the show. So I I'm, 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 I'm gave up my spell I just going to put in the Obviously, the ball that Fred O'Malley has so got about for the season as a heavy worry because I think with good. Fashion is good and all, but uh, I don't believe in it in the man. So if if we get Roof of uh, injured, uh, we could be in trouble. a bit worrying. What about
1: that question that I was posing just before we went to Sean there? Do Rangers have, have a striker good enough as a
3: stand-in for Alfredo Morelos? Ruth's a, a good quality player. He's, he's not Alfredo Morelos. So, Kyle, there's question marks, is he a nine or is he, is he better served at well? For me, I think he's a, an impact player at the moment. Uh, and he's made real good impacts in, in wider areas when he's came on in games. at like you say, we've not seen him. Probably think it might have been that Ross County game. i uh, have not seen him for a while anyway. So it's uh, Did Cameron Roof trouble Celtic enough Sunday? No, I think he was... Is that about service or is that about him? I or think, a bit of both? I think it's a bit of both. I think he was... There's no doubt, when I mean, you look at his record, I think it's 66, or maybe that was his 67th appearance. He's got 30 goals for Rangers. Yeah, or he's boys, got one appearance. every other game. It's a Absolutely. good strike rate. Yep, so I mean, you can't... You, you can't argue with that. I think if you just look at the like the way the game panned out, it was it was real physical at the back there. Carter Vickers again, Starfelt. I mean, again, a lot's been made about Starfelt. He's maybe there to be got at, but on Sunday. It, he never got got at, uh, and like I think I say they defended really, really well. Service. I mean, he did have a couple of good chances. I think the, the the volley that just went over. If he hits target with that, I think it flies in the goal. The header across the post. They were the only real opportunities. Along with it's a careless shot that, that Joe Hart saved from roughly kind of eighteen yards or so that that Rangers had at the at the Celtic goal. I think they were decent enough for the half chances. But for a a player who has that type of conversion rate, you would expect him to maybe hit target with a couple of those opportunities because he's a good quality player. But the thing is, he's not Fredo Morelos. There's a reason Alfredo Morelos gets the shot most weeks mm. is because within the building they feel he's the best, the, the, the best man to lead the team, and I think we would all agree that he is. So when you lose that, you're losing something out of your team. It doesn't matter who's replacing him. You're again, you're a, you're a second choice or a backup striker, like obviously for a reason. Same with a goalkeeper. The number one plays because the number one. Mm. You know it's the same, Alfredo. He's the number nine because he's the best number nine. And the then world. it's about the gap between your first choice and your second choice, I guess. They're different players. Mm -hmm. Again, they bring different. I think Gio touched on that before the game. They bring different qualities to the to the team. I just again, you go back to when Alfredo Morelos plays. You've got an energy. You've got a powerful striker. You've got pace. He can he can press. He can he can work back lines on his own. When he's at the top of his game, sometimes he's unplayable. Uh, Roof's got different qualities. Maybe a bit more clever. Maybe more of a box striker. Uh, it never just quite worked out for us on uh, on, on Sunday, and the same it was same with the game itself. To Pat Roof got the nod. And I think that's his, his only or two of his only starts, uh, his last two starts actually been all for me. So it's a tough task, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. It's a tough task to just be thrown in to games when you've not had regular football to go and play against against at the moment the best team in the country. You know, so it's a it's a big ask for him. You know, so rushing to judgment of whether he's good enough or not, I think think's a bit harsh on him. I just think. You're losing your first choice, number nine, and you're putting in your backup, who's not had a lot of starts of late, it was always going to be tough.
1: Sean, can this can there be consolation for you and the Rangers fans this season with what's left?
4: Well, Scottish Cup, I don't think that would be enough for a lot of Rangers fans. Winning the Scottish Cup, I think. Uh, I think some Rangers fans will start questioning the manager. I think really, Rangers probably need to get to the final Europa League. Might even need to win it or deal might be under serious pressure for the Rangers fan. Do, do you get that? Do get that, Kenny?
1: Do you, do you go with pressure for pressure on Van Bronckhorst already? Depending how things go in the next few weeks, I think that
3: the Europa League would have been looked on as as, as bonus games. You know, when you get to this stage, you just start to think, oh well, well, it's another game. And like John says, it's not only Braga but it's, if you look at the t- the teams that were in it, you would have probably hand picked them. You know, I think we can beat them beat them two years ago three years yeah, ago
1: they beat Benfica at the yeah. weekend I think in Portugal
3: yeah listen big. big, big they're a good team mm. they're going to be a really really good team but we'd probably have rather have faced them than maybe some of the other teams that are in the lineup mm. for, for the last eight so I, I do agree that the Scottish Cup's not enough that's why I'm saying it's a must mm-hmm. it'll be slight consolation for Rangers fans if they can get past the semi-final get to Hamden in May and see and, and their team picking up that trophy you know so but ultimately the league is what Scotland is all about for Rangers and Celtic particularly with what's been up for grabs for next season when you win the league and the, and the rewards that are there so it'll be and, and being six points because the way that the way that six point uh, lead was just frittered away mm-hmm. that's where all the question marks were How, why does that keep happening at this time of the year why is it, Why is the performances not being up to scratch why have we dropped points when we shouldn't have been dropping points against teams when we're in really good positions within the game so Can there be questions about Van Bronckhorst already? I, I think it's a little bit premature I'll be honest uh, Gio's came in he's had a tra- one transfer window uh, I think that's is that only his second loss? In, yeah in, in, in all the both, games in both, both against, against Celtic, Celtic yeah. which uh, I mean I know I, I don't think there was a lot in the game on Sunday Rangers conceded way too early after scoring, mm-hmm. when they were at in the complete, ass- they were the ones that were in the game. They were the ones that had Celtic real in. and conceding after that first attack would have been really, really disappointing because they were they were the team on the front foot. They were the team asking all the questions, and then the second goal was really disappointing the, the way it went, and and they just never done enough to break Celtic down. That was it. So I didn't think there was a lot in the game. I mean, Celtic were real. There was a, a big gap in the last game at Celtic Park, three a really big gap, particularly in the first half but that gap wasn't there and that was two really, really good teams going at it and uh, and, and one taking their moments.
1: I'm thinking, Sean you don't want to congratulate John Hartston again you've probably done it once and that was enough, was it?
4: <laughs> no, I'm worried Pete well, I if somebody deserves to win the league, they deserve to win it because I wouldn't have said that at the start of the season, because I did get one uh, one prediction, right? I did predict Grangers would win the league with 20-plus points last year, For this season, I suppose you don't get that luck too yeah. you're in road. So. Yeah. You could wish him... Well, ha- that could... A, that, that would be, I would be a rich guy in the business. Wow, well,
1: that's true. You could, wish, you could <laughs> wish him happy birthday, though, before you go. Ah, it's all right. Don't well, worry about Thanks, Sean. I, I think when you mentioned
2: wait, there about... Wait, uh, I'm 47, <laughs> mate. 47, 47 I know I don't look it but thanks for that Sean don't worry about that anyway let's get back to, to Van Eyvon Bronckers when you said you think maybe he might come under pressure I don't, I don't know I, I I, can't see that because Steven Gerrard got three years Steven Gerrard didn't win a trophy in his first two years they stuck with him and um, They give him money to build a team, and uh, I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. I think Rangers might lose a few players as well in the summer. Yeah. I think you look at Goldson, yep. you look at maybe one or two others, because I think there was like a, a dependency as well on on the Champions League group stages that would have that would have certainly come into the mind of the Rangers sort of hierarchy, if you like the businessmen who were putting money into the club, the chairman, these type of guys. So work to do I think um, the, the way that Seldig uh, like have turned this around I'm going to kick on by the way um, I think there's work to do at Rangers and certainly what you don't want to be doing Sean is losing your new manager who yep. I think is a very talented guy
4: Sean thanks for your call yeah buddy cheers guys cheers
3: Sean
0: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's go Let's go.
1: Tuesday's football show, the dust has barely settled on Rangers 1, Celtic 2, six-point lead, effectively seven-point lead, uh, with Celtic having a much superior goal difference. Of course, six league games to go. And uh, just that breaking news, just to confirm for you what Rangers are telling us, uh, following an injury sustained on international duty with Colombia, Alfredo Morales has undergone surgery to his thigh. Uh, Rangers medical team pleased uh, with the outcome of the operation and his rehab programme already underway. Uh, he will return to training, say Rangers, with the first-team squad during pre-season. Uh, Rangers wishing Alfredo morell as well during his rehabilitation. And on the subject of injuries, Scotland could be minus two key players when they get back to business in June. Kieran Tierney missed Arsenal's defeat last night at Crystal Palace with knee trouble. Also heading for surgery is former Rangers wing-back Nathan Patterson who's had a nightmare start at Everton he's barely played he won't be playing tomorrow night at Burnley either and he probably won't be playing again this season and uh, that uh, Kenny Miller would uh, place a big question mark over both uh, Tierney and Patterson, to certain
3: starters for Scotland uh, when they're at their uh, first choice Massive, absolutely massive losses. Both players, if uh, if that's the case, and they miss these crucial games at the end of the season in June for Scotland, uh, again, centre back. I don't think there's likely it'll be a huge loss, but someone will be able to come in and, and, and fill in. Again, not the, to the level of probably Kieran Tierney in the performances that he's put in, but on that right, I just I just don't see who could do that job as well as Nathan Patterson. It's, uh, it'll be a massive massive loss for Steve Clark. But listen, Aaron, Aaron Hickey maybe potentially, but we don't know. We don't know. I know he's 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 had a, a good couple of seasons across in, across in Italy. Still a really young mm. player, really inexperienced has, as as was Nathan Patterson coming at the team, not getting a lot of football, there's no doubt Hickey's got more first team action, mm-hmm. but it remains to be the seen whether he, he can step up and, and do that job on the right hand side the same way Nathan Patterson does. I say he'll be a huge loss. You've seen his performance there, not having a regular yeah. error and by any manner of means, but coming in and performing to the levels he did, giving us that real attacking threat on the right, the same way Andy Robertson can on the mm. right. A different threat, but equally as 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 dangerous on, on the right as Andy is on the left. So So it'll be a huge loss.
1: You just imagine how he would be playing for Scotland if he'd actually games under his belt for Everton, because even without them, as you say, uh, fantastic. I saw I saw some clips of Aaron Hickey playing. Uh, I think it might have been yesterday for Bologna against Milan, and he bl- did play in that right wing back position because he is he has played mainly on the left for them, but he's very adaptable. So I, I guess he comes into the reckoning, and we're, and we're not going to write off Stephen O'Donnell, who's done so many good turns for Scotland in that position uh, over the years as well.
3: No, no, at all, and I think Steve Clark obviously Stephen O'Donnell on really really well and he's he's stuck by him he's kept him in the squad even when he's found himself out of that Motherwell team a few games as well so Aaron Hickey I mean Aaron Hickey's a one because he's he's there's no doubt. I mean, he's, he's getting talked about with big things over over in Italy. There could be potential moves on the on the horizon for him. So, and again, I don't even know what foot he kicks with. Is he, is he right footed? I think he actually is right footed. So, uh-huh. I think if he does play on that side, I don't think it'll it'll be any it'll be any hassle to him at all. You know, was a good sign. If you can't tell, yeah. well listen that's that. Again, <laughs> I remember him coming in for Hearts and hitting he was right, and it went in the Edinburgh derby. I know it was a big deflection, but he had the confidence to step in and shoot with his right. So, I think uh, I don't think it'd be any any drama for him to go on the right or the left. But It's just getting that same, getting yourself in the system. Because I think Scotland have found that real, the system, there's no doubt, suits. But it suits the personnel, and the personnel within that are ones that have kind of really been taking it forward in those areas, right and left. I think Patterson and, and Robertson are, are crucial to, it. they're crucial to that system, and I also think even Tierney behind Robertson is crucial when I mean, he set the goal up, mm. the second goal on yeah. uh, uh, last week uh, uh, for for John McGinn. Yeah, uh, an overlap and run for Andy Robertson to lay him in. You know, so that combination works so well. I don't think we'll have a player that'll do that. But we'll have a, a, an able, a deputy come in at centre-back. So it's uh, yeah, a, a huge, huge loss for us, if, for Scotland, with these big games coming up.
1: The injury to Kieran Tierney, John, might have an impact as well on summer transfer business because there's been a lot of talk about Kieran Tierney, Real Madrid and lots mm. of other top teams across Europe looking at how big a part he is of the Arsenal side, how much he's developed. Um, mm. But if he's if he's got injury taking him into the summer, it might impact on that, I guess.
2: Well, it all depends as well how severe these injuries are. If, if it's keyhole surgery, they can be back within four to six weeks. Yeah. If it's something more serious, if it's more ligament damage or it's it, it's something more serious in terms of you know cruciate and things like this, then we don't know. Um, all we know is that they'll miss the rest of the season. But we're in May, we're in April now. So mm. if you think there's only what May. Uh, April, May and then into June. You're looking at eight to ten weeks. So you might want to get one of one of these two players back in. They might well get themselves fit, the young boys they'll recover quickly. You know, they'll get all the right correct rehab, whatever injuries, whatever knee damage is there. Uh but no, I think Kieran would could play for any team in the world. Uh, I really do. I think he's he's that good. Great going forward, good defender, um, a regular for Scotland, as Kenny just said. There's a huge miss. Yeah, you've got other centre-halves, you've got that left-side centre-half, you've got, you've got Andy Robertson who can play on that left-hand side as well, who's another brilliant attacking sort of wing-back. Um, but as I, as I said there, Rob, I think if he's going to go this summer, or if Arsenal certainly won't want to lose him, he, he's the type of player for me that could play in any team in the world and that'll have an impact on that team.
1: Lots to talk about as ever on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. John Hartson, Kenny Miller, Rob McLean with you and uh, join us. Uh, have your uh, comments put on air, have your thoughts, uh, ask a question if you like. 0808 17 700 if you want to join the chat on the socials. It's at Go Football Show. Uh, just two days on uh, from that momentous uh, 90 minutes. At Ibrox, Rangers one Celtic two massive result for Ange Postecoglou and his team. Yeah, massive. Um, yeah, I just really proud of the players. Uh, it's a difficult place to come to, and they cut off to a great start. And you kind of know in those kind of conditions, everything's in their favour. Uh, it's going to take a massive effort for us to turn it around. And uh, yeah, I thought the boys were brilliant. Is he going to become a wanted man as a manager, John Hartson? Um, well, it's like
2: everything else, Rob. I think if you're a good player, a great player then you know he's are going to be talked about you know with other clubs but he's at, he's at a global club you know he's at a fantastic club and I think Ange is a type of manager as well you know he'd, he'd managed in the J League um, he'd managed his country but Celtic gave him an opportunity Celtic gave him this big opportunity to go and manage Celtic I didn't see any other European clubs going after Ange Postacoglu yeah. I didn't see a Barcelona or a Real Madrid Cause maybe they did know an awful lot about him, mm-hmm. maybe not enough about him. But certainly the job that he's done at Celtic with his recruitment, the way that he comes across, humble, um, doesn't get too carried away with defeats, doesn't get too excited about wins. He just speaks as if the next game is the most important game. Doesn't dwell on poor defensive errors, doesn't dwell on things... Doesn't overhype, doesn't actually single individuals out too often. It's about the team. Um, it's about the philosophy, the group. So naturally, you know, he will be, he will be, uh, you know, he will be impressing a lot of big teams. But listen, from my point of view and from the Celtic fans' point of view and from the Celtic board's point of view, hope that Ange stays. Mm-hmm. Hope that he stays for the next three or four years and builds a little dynasty Goes on as another run, as another two, three, four titles in a row. Huh. Celtic are capable of doing that. He wants to improve in Europe as well because Europe has been poor the last few seasons for Celtic. Mm. So he's already said at the back end of going out to Europe this season. You know the Conference League, the Europa League, all these, all these. Yeah, one or two decent performances, but ultimately. He wants to be going into the Champions League next season, try and get into the knockout stages, straight into the group stages. What an achievement that would be. But to do that, he's going to need a better quality of player. Um, he knows that more than anybody else. The club know that. The high the board, the money men are going to have to back him. Mm. He might he might go to the board and say, look, I, I want this player. And now on the strength of how well mm. he does, he's almost like he's holding the cards now. You know, he's he's actually going to the board and saying, "I want this player. Back me. You've got to back him, especially if it's interesting him. You know, you've got to if, to keep your manager. Yeah. You've got to give him what he wants. And if he's got if he if he wants to, uh, if he's got expectations of himself and the club, high expectations. If you want to keep top class managers, you've got to give them what they want. To you know, being realistic." I think Andrew's a realistic guy. You can't just go and spend 35 million pounds on a striker. Mm. They just physically can't do that. But if he wants to buy Cameron Carter Vickers for nine or ten million, they've got to find the money for him. Because they'll have this big massive windfall now. If they can win the league this season, which we think they will, you know, the money's there. Got to go and spend it. Give it to the manager. He's already proved up to now he's fantastic in the market look at some of the signings that he's made Jota, Abada Kyogo incredible he it's hasn't had too many fails has he absolutely so back him yeah you know and, and this, these are the key to keeping your best manager and Ange has been unbelievable
1: how conscious when you were in Australia Kenny when you were working coaching over there how conscious were you of Ange Postacoglu and, and the profile he has and the potential he, he had I mean he's not a young manager but, uh, but he's certainly uh, gone up a few levels hasn't he in most people's estimation
3: well, he's been up incredible amounts of levels in and, and everybody's estimation since he came to the country because, yeah, he managed uh, the J-League, he's managed his country, he's managed in the A-League. Uh, but with the greatest of respect, it's not leagues that you look at. And like John says, there's probably not too many managers that are going to go for there into the big jobs in Europe. You know, well, Celtic have, have identified him as, as someone who can come in and really impact a club, rebuild a team, mm-hmm. and, and, and he's done that. He will be getting admiring glances for big teams in England. And like John says, you can't just get them on because, in terms of spending, I mean, what is it going to cost to keep Jota and Carter Vickers? It's probably going to be what, 12, 13, 14, maybe even 15 million? Yeah. That's a big outlay for Celtic straight yeah. away. And that doesn't improve the team. That just keeps the team at the same place. Yeah. So you need to get them. And then, if you're talking about improvements, then it's how much money will be, I, mean, I don't know. Would Celtic go and spend 20 million in the summer, 25 million? I don't know. What that do you, what do you think? Well, they'd, last w- time.
2: they'd want him to. they want these players. He'd want Cameron Carter-Vickers. There's no doubt about that. He's been a revelation. And what is it going to cost? What is it? Is that eight, ten million? I, I think. F- it will. I, f- I think that's a the figure there's Kenny, we looking yeah. at. I think yeah, I Jota. Think so. I'm not too sure if it was if it was already uh, set in stone
1: well that, that's, the, the, that, that's the big question isn't it in these loan deals is there a figure that's actually laid down in black and white that if you want a permanent deal that's the figure you pay or does it actually can it potentially go up depending on performance
3: I, it was six million all reported but was that only in that transfer window there I don't know if I don't know but I think it's going to be six million because I yeah. think that's been a, a figure that's been banned I, I, about I, so think,
2: I think as well Kenny I think young players I think he, he you know look what he's done with the Ralston, look what he's done with Taylor. Look what he's done. Rogic, Rogic is well, Rogic is back to his best. Mm. You know, Rogic just
1: Magre- he, McGregor's improved as well. I mean, rog- that, that might not be. I mean, that's down to Callum McGregor uh, himself to uh, a large uh, extent. Uh, yeah. But but Antipostakoglu will take some credit as well. I would have thought for for where Callum McGregor's got to, we're talking. Are we talking player of the season here? In well, Callum so McGregor,
2: You can't see anybody being better. And the player of the season normally comes from the champions. Ideally, that's mm-hmm. what that's what normally happens when you're voting for your player of the year. It comes from the team that wins the league, generally. Mm-hmm. That's what's happened in the past. Um, but I think he's excelled as well in the captaincy. You know, hold, you know, being that leader, stepping up. Has he
1: become a different personality? Much more m- making more noise on the pitch? Well, no- the
2: one thing, thing he's got, he's got character. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the guy, you know, broke his cheekbone. You know, within a, within a week he was back with mm-hmm. a face mask on. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? He wants to play. He doesn't want to miss games. He's he's got desire. He's got the he wants to lead. He wants to lead because he knows when he's not out there on the pitch, he can't influence it. Mm. You know, when he's out there and he's captain, he, he goes and gets it off the back four. He can turn. We saw his bursting run, run for uh, for roger's first goal at the weekend. Uh, he's just got a bit of everything. Yeah. You can play him as a, as a six. You could play him even as a, even as a, as an eight. You know, in the middle he can play him in front of the back four. You can even play him off the front. He's so clever. There's way to pass he's outstanding. So, you know, he's 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 been a huge player for Celtic this season and in terms of player of the year well
1: you know he has to be in the reckoning Does he He has to be right in the mix doesn't he we've got Celtic against Rangers coming up again of course twice before the end of the season Uh, next time we'll be in the Scottish Cup semi-finals and uh, we have a pair of tickets to give away to a Celtic fan and a Rangers fan in our special Scottish Cup competition so stand by for that
0: The Taxi Centre Taxi Trade Exclusive Savings No Hidden Fees Search for your new taxi today Let's go. Go, 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 go Win with Go Radio and CSD Air Conditioning Contact them today for air conditioning servicing and repairs
1: Right, competition voice on. Uh, We've teamed up with CSD Air Conditioning to give one lucky Rangers fan, one lucky Celtic fan, a pair of tickets for the huge upcoming Scottish Cup semi-final clash plus £100 to spend. All this week, we'll have one fan from each side competing to see who can top the league and win these tickets. Uh, First round, of course, happened on last night's show. Playing for Celtic tickets tonight is Michael from Greenock, who's uh, trying to beat Kieran's score of one from last night. So it's not really going to be a problem, Michael, for you, is it? I hope not.
4: I <laughs> <you> hope not. <laughs> All right,
1: one to beat. Um, feeling good? Ready to go? Aye, very happy after Sunday too, so my few hands. Good man. Okay, well, we have uh, 60 seconds on the clock. Michael starting now. In which year did... (laughs) Ah, There we go. Need a bit of help. Got a bit of help. In which year did Jock Steen win his last Scottish Cup as manager of Celtic? Uh, 1976. Who is Celtic's top goalscorer in the Scottish Cup this season? Uh, Jack and Marcus. In which year did Celtic last beat Rangers in a Scottish Cup final? Uh, 1989 which Celtic legend has made the most Scottish Cup appearances? Scotland. In which year did Celtic first win the Scottish Cup? 1892. Who did Celtic beat to complete the Invincible Treble in 2017? Motherwell. Who scored the winning goal in that game? In not Cham- No, Edward, sorry, Edward. How many Scottish Cups did Tommy Burns win with Celtic as manager? One and that is time up right well uh, how many did you score you scored four Michael so well done that's great I'm not going to tell you what the answers are but stay with us and you'll hear the answer shortly because I'm going to put the questions to a Celtic legend birthday boy John Hartson as well to see if he can uh, do better than four but well done to you so you are leader on the scoreboard uh, in this challenge. So well thanks done, Michael. Me, thank you. And we will yes, obviously, you, you'll you stay with us, you, you'll get the answer shortly, and you'll also stay with us for the rest of the week because obviously by Friday we will know if you have won that pair of tickets for the Scottish Cup semi final or not. Thanks for taking part, and uh, I think really well done as well. Yes, well, thanks, guys. That's, thanks so, well Michael. that's Michael, and uh, that's John Hartson and uh, I'm going to ask you the questions and I'm going to keep the sort of uh, are you liking the sort of competition music vibe thing
3: going on this this might just keep you relaxed the timer right there it was good (laughs) to (laughs) go
1: I know exactly Um, right so let's do those questions John for you and see how you go um Michael got how many was it 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 so he got 4 out of 8 correct let's see how you do in which year did Jogstein win his last Scottish Cup as manager John? 78 77 uh, was the answer Uh, so you both got that one wrong Uh, who's Celtic's top scorer in the Scottish Cup this season? Uh, Yakamakis is the right answer Uh, in which year did Celtic last beat Rangers in a Scottish Cup final? 2009 1989 1989 is the answer to that one Michael got it right Uh, Which Celtic legend has made the most Scottish Cup appearances? He got this one wrong McNeil Is Billy McNeil is the right answer for you Uh, In which year did Celtic first win the Scottish Cup? 1892 1892 is correct Both got that one right Uh, Who did Celtic beat to complete the Invincible Treble 2017? Hearts no, it was Aberdeen. Ab- it, was, it, was Aber- <laughs> it was Aberdeen. Press your buzzer if you want to interrupt Kenny Miller. Uh, it was indeed Aberdeen. Who scored the winning... Kenny, put you forward away. Go, on, go, on, go on. Um, So who scored the winning goal in that game was the follow-up question, John? Um, Christy. Tom Rogic. Ah. And the last question that Michael had was uh, how many Scottish Cups? Did Tommy Burns win with Celtic as manager?
2: Is Michael right?
1: I'm not telling you. i <laughs> will say one. I'm yeah, agree with Michael. You are agreeing with Michael, and you're right to agree with Michael as well. Okay. And you've outdone my prediction, John, because you've got one, two, three, four. So you've you've drawn with like, Michael four out four out of eight. Pretty well, good. Some tough questions, though. I know. I know. There, really are, there are, questions, there yeah. are some tough There are some tough ones. And in the second hour, we'll be testing out Kenny Miller without uh, his Google button to see how he I does I knew that on- one, Rob. Well, I knew that one. I remember it. Yeah. I you got
3: Rogues as well, by
1: the way. I know. Okay. Right. So uh, well done to Michael. Four on the board for you, which outdoes uh, Kieran's performance uh, last night. Uh, two tickets for uh, a Celtic fan, two tickets for a Rangers fan uh, coming away way on the Go Radio football show in the course of this week. And uh, we will get to the other half of the competition a little bit uh, later on. Uh, looking back, of course, on uh, that game at Ibrox at the weekend, how important, Kenny Miller, uh, was the fact that Rangers conceded
3: so quickly, having got the, the dream start? I think it was crucial to the outcome of the game. Uh, Rangers were the team in the ascendancy, far better. I mean, it was the dream start. It's the the start that Rangers needed uh, based on, look at the last game, Celtic were in on the front foot, right all over, Rangers dominated the first half. Rangers needed to get up, press Celtic high, which they've done great, get on the ball and and just just get that crowd behind them. You know, when you've got that almost 50,000 behind you, it's really important that you got them up and, and aggressive and supporting that team earlier on and they'd done that brilliant get the goal wonderful goal it was as well they actually had a couple of wee moments as well where they could have went and got the second the one that's in my mind is when Ryan Kent could have came in at the back I thought he could have mm-hmm. got there a little bit sooner very similar to the Abada goal mm-hmm. uh, at, at Celtic Park yep. where he got across the blind side the bar Yeah, so yet was poor defending but he had the aggression early to get in the middle of that goal and put it away and 3-0 game over I think Ryan Kent had that opportunity maybe just left it a little bit late and he just couldn't get there But Rangers were all over it at that moment, Celtic were reeling. And to go back on on McGregor, obviously we all agree how good a player he is. Mm -hmm. It's not just a run, I think at that moment it needed someone to take the game by the scruff of the neck for Celtic and yeah. change the momentum and the flow of the game. And he done it. He just makes a drive and run at the heart of Rangers defence. And even when he was going down, he still managed to get that touch on the ball direct directed towards his teammate to get the first shot off. So uh, it was crucial in, in the flow of the game for me. That, that If Rangers got past that attack, and again, continued in the momentum that they had, I think it might have been a different game.
1: Is he player of the season at the Is moment? It. Callum McGregor, for you?
3: It's one of these seasons, I think, that... I don't think there's been that big a standout. Uh, I mean, I think Craig Gordon's been unbelievable for hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callum McGregor, for me, probably the outstanding player in the Celtic team, and John's right. He's, he's the heartbeat of the team. He's the driving force. You've seen that at the weekend. Again, some players would not have played with that broken cheekbone, with, yeah. with that mask on. Yeah. You know, it shows he feels he's important. He, he's, he's taken on the, the honour and the privilege of the captaincy, and, and he's taken on that responsibility. You know, so... it would be hard to disagree with with Callum McGregor for the player of the season. And was that in many ways the moment
1: of the match, John? Um, When he made that driving run that Kenny described there into the heart of the Rangers' defence at a point in the game where Rangers had got off to exactly the start they wanted, Celtic had to turn the tide and in a sense, that was the moment that did turn the tide.
2: Well, Rangers would have done their homework. They would have watched Celtic like a lot of other supporters and they would have said, look, let's just not let Celtic come out with the ball. Because when they come out of the ball, they'll murder you in terms of keeping the ball, knocking it, moving, passing into spaces, coming out, full-backs joining in with the midfield in terms of Juranovic and and Taylor. They can play you off the park. Nobody passes the ball like Celtic pass it when, when they really get control of the football. So Rangers would have gone, let's press high, get in their faces, don't let them come out. Rangers started the game really well. go down the left hand side Kent picks up Ramsey perfect start crowd go absolutely mental Adam Ramsey was he going to play wasn't he going to play he starts and he scores after three minutes what Rangers needed to do then was have 25 minutes of being 1-0 up letting Celtic chase the game being in control continue to work hard continue to press I thought Rangers tired slightly in the second half and I thought Celtic always had that opportunity on the counter Xhaka was up there being strong, being a focal point. Celtic were able to bring subs on, like a, a, a barder came on, um, one or two others came on, uh, O'Reilly came on for Rogic, but had to go back off because mm-hmm. he was injured. And I think because of that initial early press, the amount of work that Rangers had put in, naturally I think they tired slightly in the second half. They got 43 crosses into the into the Celtic area at mm-hmm. the weekend, and Carter Vickers and Starfelt were on most of them crosses. And if it went beyond, Taylor and Juranovic dealt with the, with the ball over the top. And that's what we're talking about, maybe Ruf. I think, I think Morelos is on there. He's backing it. If he's not getting on the end of the cross, he's taking somebody away. Yeah. You know, he's, he's bundling somebody out. We like the Celtic goal, like the Carter Vickers goal. And another massive goal was just before half time. Yeah. 42 minutes. Knocks the wind out of the opposition and you go in with huge momentum. You've not been great, but what you've done is, you've gone to Ibrox with 700 fans, it's a cold run, 50,000 fans in there, majority of the fans are the Rangers fans, you've gone a goal behind, you've shown character, you've shown great spirit, and you've not been at your best, but you've gone in leading, you're in front. So in terms of the manager, he's, he's almost saying, well, we were outstanding in that first half, without being... You know, we were very good without being outstanding. We got 2 1 up against all the odds, and that takes desire and character to go to Brox and come from a goal behind. It knocks the wind
1: out our Rangers yeah. because they're thinking, we've actually played quite well, we're 2 1 down. A massive ninety minutes it was at Ibrox two one Celtic and they are now four more wins away from the title.
0: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go. go, 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 go. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion 0808 1717 17 700
1: Let's go. Kenny Miller, John Harson, Rob McLean on the GOAT Radio Football Show into the second hour we go Celtic are 6 points ahead in the title race is there a race anymore. Six games to go and six wins away Ange Postecoglou and his team from another treble. A first for him of course, his first season in charge which has been incredible enough already but for Celtic it could be a fifth treble in six years after taking a significant step towards the big prize on Sunday 2-1 at Ibrox. Cameron Carter Vickers got the goal. Will that loan spell uh, now be converted into a permanent arrangement? It's going to cost a bit of money and of course still the talking goes on about Jota and his loan deal from Benfica Uh, Celtic would love to have both those players with them permanently, what is going to happen? Uh, Alfredo Morelos for Rangers is out for the rest of the season, we might have suspected it but it's been confirmed today that their top scorer will play no further part in this campaign and of course uh, Rangers still with twin targets of Europa League and Scottish Cup uh, on the subject of injuries, Scotland could be minus two key players when they get back to business in June. Kieran Tierney uh, missed Arsenal's defeat last night at Crystal Palace with knee trouble. He's heading for surgery. So is former Rangers uh, fullback Nathan Patterson, who's uh, had a sticky start at Everton to say the least uh, they play tomorrow night at Burnley he won't play he won't play for the rest of the season and he could be in the doubtful category you would imagine depending on the severity of the injury and what the surgery entails uh, he could be a doubt uh, for Scotland in those Nations League games in June and of course still we have to uh, wait and find out what will happen with the World Cup playoff semi-final with uh, John Hartson's Wales uh, waiting in the final of that Competition: Champions League football tonight. Benfica against Liverpool at eight o'clock, if that be your fancy. Uh, Manchester City against Atletico. Madrid City play Atletico twice and Liverpool twice in the next 12 days <laughs> in three different competitions. Uh, it is all boiling up. It's that stage of the season. Rangers in Portugal to play Braga Thursday at eight. West Ham against Lyon. Frankfurt against Barcelona. And the early game, on Thursday in the quarterfinals of the Europa League is Leipzig against Atalanta. Let's get back to the subject of Rangers 1, Celtic 2 at the weekend. And Callum McFadden is a Celtic fan. Hi, Callum.
5: How you doing, guys? Um, before I make my point, just want to wish John a happy birthday. Um, a great oh, hi, player Callum. Celtic in his, in his day, And, much. of course, a, a great guy as well. I've met him on a few occasions and he's always got time for fans that come up to him. So I hope he's a great day. Thank you,
2: Carla. Much appreciate them. Kind
1: words, Paul. Thank it's you. It's been a good day so far. We lunchtime in Peebles the, the kind
5: and the main point I wanted to make was about the, the the title race for me being sort of turned by recruitment. Um I spoke on the show in January when I was on. I think it was um Barry Ferguson and, and Paul Cooney that were on and Simon Donnelly was with them and, and we talked about Celtic needing to add to the squad, get into January to give themselves a real opportunity of staying in the title race because the one worry that you had pre-January with Celtic was is the this, is this squad mm. uh, deep enough to handle a few injuries uh, at the time when Kyogle got injured you thought, can Celtic cope without him for five or six weeks, but to, to the credit of the Celtic board and Ang Postacoglo, they got the business done in January very early um, they've they've brought in players who have complimented the, the guys already at the club and have made Celtic a far stronger team now, where Kyogo can be out for three almost three months and I'm not going to say you don't notice a big difference because of course he adds a lot um, to the start of the when he plays but you've got players like Giacomakis who have stepped up to the plate you've got other creative players like O'Reilly and Hattati who have been very big players for Celtic in some of the games they've played in so far since January and I think the, the, the interesting thing about football is when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst came in he probably thought he's coming in to inherit a really strong team and he could add one or two in January which he did of course with Ramsey and Ahmad but it's looking as if Rangers now need to get
1: through a wee bit of surgery and and completely rebuild the squad. Why don't we tackle that
3: point first then? uh, Surgery required on that Rangers squad, Kenny? Well, there'll definitely be additions needed. Uh, I think Goldson has been a a topic of conversation the whole season. Is he going to sign? Is he going to leave? A lot was that uh, leading into January. He stayed, but he's out of contract in the summer. So what happens there? If he leaves, then... A huge additions needed. Mm-hmm. He's been our ever present, he's started pretty much every single game yeah. since he arrived at the club four years ago. So it's uh, he'll, he'll need to be replaced. So that's the first one. And I b- believe, I think it was in the callers it was on earlier on, that I don't think Rangers have improved the starting lineup since last year mm-hmm. you know Aaron Ramsey coming in for me definitely improves it there's no doubt if he's fit even you've seen some of his touches in his in his class on on Sunday and for me I was really disappointed it went off because yeah, well, I I,
1: that's what I was going to just say yeah. to you I mean, did, did he have to come off do you think was it injury was it exhaustion it wasn't could he have it? stayed on because
3: he was he was a guy that was troubling Celtic at the time wasn't he he was and with 42 crosses come, or 43 42 <laughs> crosses coming to the box He's a midfielder that's breaking into the box. Mm-hmm. Look because he wants to score goals, he's hungry to score goals, he's always been that way. So I think John so, Ma-
2: Lundstrom's made a difference as well of late in the last six or seven weeks. He and has. He's, he's been excellent. Yes, kept, he has. kept Stephen Davis, kept Kamara at the team, gone, mm-hmm. gone. You know, Van Broncos has gone with Lundstrom, and yeah. I thought he was more advanced because the Rangers were playing with that high press at yeah. the weekend but he doesn't get in the
3: yeah. box though and that's the thing for Aaron Ramsey yeah. he, he's always done it he's done it since he was a kid he's mm. done it at Arsenal he would have been doing it for Juve had he been playing more and he's, he would be doing it for Rangers and, and he'd done it he got on the end of things he made three or four runs as well mm. into the box that he should have got he, he should have got passed through Uh I think it was I might mean, have actually been Lundstrom. he could have put him straight through and it was the one that ended up falling at, him at his feet when he was offside that ball should have went through to him yeah. for that run in the box and it would have been a one on one so I was surprised to see him go off so he improves a fully fit Aaron Rams improves the starting lineup. but going back to the summer mm. I don't think any signings were made to, to improve that starting lineup. so that won't need to happen in the summer now and it's not just a reaction to Celtic potentially going on and winning the league it's a reaction to potentially losing players. I mean, Conor Golson looks like he'll be leaving. Mm-hmm. There may be bids in for other players as well that may leave players that have been starters. So there is no doubt. Even if everybody stayed, you need to improve your starting lineup. You can't just rest on your laurels. That's something that was labelled at Celtic two, three years ago that they allowed Rangers to get back in. We should have pushed. We should have had the mm-hmm. we had the one foot on the neck. We like we, we shouldn't have let them up. You know, well, Rangers have turned that tide under Steven Gerrard, and it's important now that. Ranger, I don't think they're on the laurels, I just don't think they've got any improvements in, in the summer to really improve that starting lineup, and they're going to need to do it in the summer. And you always
1: look across the city, don't you, and, and draw a comparison, John, and, and as Callum says there, the, the hit rate for Ange Postacoglu and Celtic in terms of recruitment has been unbelievable.
2: Yeah, well, what what you need really is when one of your key players is out, you need somebody to come in and step up. Alright, you might not have the impact of that key player, but Yakamakis has stepped up, um, Kyogo's been out and he's almost not been missed in the nicest possible way, mm. Kyogo for me, if he'd continued in the team, got another 10-15 goals, hands down he's player of the year, his movement, the goals that he scores, his quality, it's been unfortunate for him and Sally, what they have had, they've had Jota that stepped up, they've had a Barda whose numbers are, are ridiculous, from wide, I think, I think, I think, Abada's on fourteen goals. Jota's plus, on plus
1: plus a heap of assists exactly, as well. Right. He, yeah.
2: Assists, he always gets himself on that back post when the ball's coming in from the other mm-hmm. wide area. So Yakymakis has come in two hat tricks in the last four or five games. Um, a physical presence, totally different way you're playing when when they when they play because he's you know he, he, you can put the ball in the box. More balls are coming in now from Jota and and Abada or or Jamesy e. Forrest or whoever's out there Taylor when he's when he's marauding forward like he does. Mm-hmm. Um because you've got that option. If 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 just is not heading directly for goal, he's heading it back across the goal or he's heading it down for somebody right. coming on. And that's what Celdick have had, I think slightly probably more than Rangers. In terms of if Rangers miss a key player, they haven't had really somebody that can go in and be that st- still have the same sort of impact. Mm. Well, Morelos
1: is a big example of that. Absolutely
2: right. And as I said, I just alluded to Morelos there at the weekend 43 crosses coming into the box. You know, you know that he's going to cause havoc. Mm-hmm. He's going to be backing in, he's going to be pulling people's shirts, he's going to be diving, you know, in the right type of way, and when I mean diving, he's going to be hoping that the referee might give him a decision, you know, he's going to be running into people, then falling over. This is what he does. He's a pest. Mm -hmm. But he's very good at what he does, in a strange type of way, you know. So they would have missed a player like Morelos, because Roof, although you said his numbers are not too bad in terms of his goals Mm -hmm. per game, his return... But he's not Morelos. He's not on 110 goals for the football club.
1: No, and if you're a central defender, you're happier with Rufa, yeah, I think, you aren't are. you, than, you're, than Morelos? You're
2: flying in Europe, you're depending on his goals. You know, you're depending on his performances to to turn the to to turn the opposition defence. Yeah. to rough people up, to be a pest, and that's what he is. He's yeah.
1: unpredictable, Morelos. I want to ask Callum about what you thought, Callum, about the Celtic work rate on Sunday and how significant a factor that was in the outcome. I mean, everyone was raving. About Des and Maida and what he did, I saw somebody suggesting that actually Yakimakis had covered more yardage and closed down more people than Maida did. But whoever won that particular battle, everyone was at it for Celtic. The the work ethic was was pretty important, wasn't
5: it? Absolutely was, Rob. And Rangers started the game incredibly well in those sort of first five or six minutes. And to be honest with you, that that for me showed you the proof in the pudding when it comes to the progress made under Ange Postacoglu, because if that was last season, Celtic would have probably conceded a second goal within those first 10 minutes and completely crumbled, but they managed to get the goal back through Rogic, they managed to get um, ahead through Carter Vickers and then um, increasingly worked hard in that second half and be defensively resilient. I mean, so many people, yourselves included, have praised Celtic's attacking players this season, and rightly so, because Kyogo, Rogic, O'Reilly, Abada, they've been fantastic, but I think it's, it, the Celtic defence deserves a lot of credit as well and the one player I want to mention because I don't think he gets anywhere near enough credit is Greg Taylor. I think he's the most underrated player at Celtic at the moment. I think he's maybe not the most glamorous player. Obviously, it's very easy to compare him maybe with somebody like Kieran Tierney who was at the club before and maybe that goes against him in the eyes of some fans. But for me, he's not put a foot wrong for much of the season and he's always a 6 or 7 out of 10 every week and you need those type of players in any title winning team. Greg
1: Taylor, John.
2: Yeah, um, I think I think he's got better as the season's gone on. Uh, I think one of the reasons for that is that his managers believed in him and trusted him. I think sometimes he's not been at his best. He likes to get forward. I think he's got a great engine. He gets forward. He gets back. Uh, covers an awful uh, lot lot of ground. His final ball for me still is is. Um, you know he can he can get he can do better with his final ball he tends to hit that near post that near man if you like or that first man should I say um when you've got Yakimakis and a on the back post but no I, th- I think he's getting better I think he's had a really good season you know the back four if you're talking about a back four now um Juranovic came in, paid three million pound for him. Ralston started the season on fire. Still, mm. still comes in, still, still coming in at the weekend when Taylor got injured, and then Juranovic can also play at left back as well. So no, um, uh, Callum, yeah, Callum, I totally agree. I think Taylor's coming on, come on to a game, and he's he's probably if you're going to say what is Celtic's best back four, he's in the, he's in that four. He's left back.
1: Do you expect Callum Celtic to? go on and dominate now. Do you expect them to build on what they're in the process of of doing at the moment?
5: I think Ange Foster Coglu doesn't strike me as the sort of guy that is going to rest on his laurels this summer and think, great, if if Celtic do win the title, I know a lot of people are saying it's over, but it's not over until it's completely secure and I won't be taking it for granted. Um, But if Celtic do win the title, I don't think he's the sort of guy, as I say, who's going to rest on that. He knows he'll have to further improve the team, whether Celtic can keep Carter Vickers and Jota is is another thing I personally I just have a horrible feeling they'll only be able to keep one and if they can only keep one I would personally keep Carter Vickers because I, I trust Ange Postacoglo to maybe go out and find someone that could replace Jota I'm not saying to the, to the exact same extent but I think there's more of those type of players out there than someone like Carter Vickers who for me has been solid and added much needed leadership to the heart of that defence which we've maybe not seen in a couple of seasons
2: I think the good thing is as well, Callum, they're leaving a successful team if they do go and obviously if they've got the decision of do you want to come and play for Celtic? And if it goes down to a choice, I would imagine Carter Vickers would be desperate to stay at Celtic. I would imagine that Yota, even though he might have offers through his agent and everything else was working for him, um, still very young, great player, Benfica on loan. Um I still think if other clubs come in, I think we have that benefit, Celtic, of they're coming off fantastic seasons. The crowd love them. They're, the adulation they get around the city. Um, they can play in a great environment. They're going to go into the Champions League football next season. That's a massive pull. So, yeah, it might boil down to money and what Benfica will want. I thought it was £6 million down and Celtic got first refusal mm. on the signing. I might be wrong. Uh, I think that Carter Vickers will be around about the nine to ten million mark. But I think if all of a sudden it comes down to the agent, or this one wants you, that one wants you, what you want to do, the players themselves will go. I'd love to stay here at Celtic on the back of, oh, well, the the, the season, you know, on the season that the team
1: are having. Just one final thought, Kenny, uh, based on what uh, we've been talking about there with Callum. Uh, How much was energy a factor in that outcome on Sunday at Ibrox? I mean, Celtic had it in massive amounts didn't they? they 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 worked so hard in the game apart from the, the quality they have as well did Rangers match them for, for energy and, and work work I, great
3: I think they absolutely did yeah. I don't think it was a brilliant game mm-hmm. you know it was a really really good game right for the first whistle Rangers were at it Celtic come back in, and Celtic play that way they're not going to play any other way under under Ange he demands that that type of intensity off the ball on the ball how quickly they can play and, and they can attack so I, I just thought it was a great game you know Celtic showed A different side to win a game on Sunday for me because you're talking about the crosses that come in the box. A lot of the crosses were when Celtic had eight, ten men, eight, nine men back, and they were all running about their box because Rangers just had them penned in. Celtic's Again, a came on, could have scored two goals in the five in the mm-hmm. first five minutes of coming on, two chances on the breakaway. Probably should have scored actually had it not been for an incredible save for Alan McGregor. Mm-hmm. So but Rangers had had Celtic pinned in and you've seen I've seen a heat map where the, where yeah. the Celtic players yeah. were. It was all in the six yard box. Mm-hmm. The six yard box was white hot, so that shows you where the action was. But so is that was, a, is that
1: a lack of cutting edge or, or, or is that just a, a really good, strong defensive performance from Celtic? It's, it's a bit of both.
3: You know, I mean Celtic were again like I said, they showed a different side to them in terms of how to win a game of football the backs were against the wall they were having to defend cross after cross uh, pass after pass try to probe and break them down Rangers again it was up to them to do that and break them down and they never had enough in that final third to actually do it uh, again we've already touched on the on the roof the, the, the two roof chances in the Joe Hart safe for Sakala but that's all that they really had I think the save the Sakala was Joe Hart's only safe yeah. you know, so Rangers no, never done enough but I felt it was a brilliant game both teams two really really good teams going at it and uh, Celtic at small margins in these games and, and Celtic took their moment Callum good to have you on the, on the show as usual thanks Just for calling The Go Radio Football
0: Show with the TaxiCenter.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you Let's go, go.
1: Cheers, Chris. You with Go Radio the GO stands for Glasgow's own the biggest and the best in Glasgow and the West it's a football show with John Hartson Kenny Miller and Rob McLean and your calls of course as usual 0808 17 17 700 on the socials you can get in touch with us via at go football show bringing you the breaking news on the show as ever uh, confirmed from Rangers that Alfredo Morelos is out for the rest of the season knew already he was going to miss the couple of games against Braga but he won't play again he will be rehabbing into the pre-season Rangers hope we will return for the off next season and on the injury front Kieran Tierney and Nathan Patterson both looking doubtful now for Scotland in June both uh, injured at their clubs Uh, Kieran Tierney with Arsenal and Nathan Patterson with Everton And uh, both uh, could be struggling now to play for Scotland come June when it's Nations League, maybe the World Cup uh, playoffs resuming as well. We shall see. But of course, Kenny Miller, the big breaking news is that uh, Tiger Woods is going to play in the Masters.
3: That's the one that had your eyebrows raised. That's the one for me. It's uh, Tiger in the Masters. It's the best weekend of the year for me. I love it. (laughs) Uh, And I love what he says there. Uh, he doesn't turn up to an event if he doesn't think he can win so love that love that, that approach for the Tiger this weekend
1: and you'll be able to see about 25 minutes of it yeah, across the I'm weekend busy busy this the- <laughs> week yeah, so I'm
3: missing a lot of, uh, I normally just park myself on the couch strap myself in and watch it for the four days but not be happening this weekend
1: let's talk to Stephen who's uh, not just a, a caller of course he when, he when he comes in one of the stars of the show as well hi Stephen
6: how are you doing, guys? You doing
1: right? Yeah, Hi, good to hear from you, Stephen Reside. Motherwell fan, of course. Uh, what are you thinking um, about your team's top six chances now off the back of that 4-2 win against St Mirren at the weekend? Well,
6: yeah, what more positive than last week. I said the last time that I was in that we had to get the balance in the midfield right. And I thought on Saturday that was the big difference. We got that. Callum Slatter and Sean Cross went into midfield. all was thinking for me, listen... Um, could my that change, um, and that's the for the midfield for the change, and that allowed the front players to get on the ball more more involved in and see two my the midfielders get a goal. So I'm just hoping that Graham Alexander keeps the same team for, for Livingston and he doesn't change it because that's been a theme of the season that we've really had to set with eleven,
1: so I'm hoping for once we can name an unchanged side. Am I right in thinking, Stephen, that, that Graham was beginning to come under a bit of pressure because of results?
6: Well, you look at it, Rob, I mean, normal ones that we had had been in the Cup against Morton after an extra time in Aberdeen, so we hadn't won in the league all, all year. Um, and I, I think it went back to the fact that we weren't getting the midfield selection right, and I think we left it a bit late bringing Joe Everton. I said that the last time I was in. Uh, I don't think we identified a replacement for Tony Watt before saying, OK, you can go to Dundee United. And I think that's been uh, a big uh, bugbear for us this year. Um, but he, for us, he's still being with a shout of a, with a point of a four from a only one one game, so that speaks to consistency of the week. But yeah, it was fair to say that it was coming under a bit of pressure because if he finished in bottom six or if he finished tenth, then I think uh, we'll be looking to the players next season.
1: It's incredible, Kenny, isn't it? The wacky world of Scottish football. As Stephen said there, Motherwell are a point off fourth place. Dundee United on 40, Motherwell 39, Hibs 38, Ross County and Livingston 37, Aberdeen and St Mirren on 36, all pitching in for top six places next weekend.
3: It's an incredible weekend in store uh, this weekend, and it's been building towards this for the last kind of couple of months. Because not only had Mullerwell weren't on a great win and run, and Hibbs hadn't won a, a lot of games since, since the turn of the year as well, as Aberdeen hadn't. You know, St Mirren have known a great run at the moment, but every single one of these teams. Are still in the shake-up for this uh, for this top six, and depending on I mean it's, it's intriguing to see how the results are going to go because you've got two teams, Ross County and Aberdeen, who are going for it. They play each other. Motherwell and Livingston are going for it. They play each other. And even the other games have got big, big repercussions and other things. Relegations. It's a uh, really, really huge weekend for so many managers going to mm. this in, in this weekend it's pretty harsh isn't it on managers john because uh, it's a
1: fine margin isn't it between yes. success and failure if you look upon top 6 bottom 6 as being uh, a mark of success
2: yeah because the the financial uh, gain if you finish in the top 6 is so much more mm. you know in terms of the the games that you've got in in the last 6 games of the of the split you know you go you go and play celtic and rangers and 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 hearts and and these type of clubs you know, you, you put yourself and you, you obviously got an opportunity to finish and get into Europe as well by finishing the top six. So it is so close, uh, really, really close from from 10th St. Mirren to Dundee United in fourth. It's four points. Mm. It's unbelievable, really. Um, but a great result for you at the weekend, eh, for Motherwell? Brilliant result against St. Against Mirren?
6: Yeah, a fantastic result, and I think, mm. I think that's been the buzzword as well, that, that our home form was kind of a different, uh, this season, or yeah, the new year as well, because, I mean, for me, for Park should always be a tough place to come, but I think we've made it a bit easier for teams uh, at the turn of the year, but I'm, I'm just hoping that we can build on this, John, because mm. uh, we've still managed to put a run together, and, and if we do we're probably going to get a European spot, and then we've been in the quarterfinal of the Scottish Cup. So, yeah. Could you really look back and say that that was a bad season? I don't think you could. I think you would need to get credit to them. And he's staffing his players for that, so it just shows you how fickle our football fans can be in the same margins in
2: football. And you speak about Tony Watt, obviously. Um, you know, he's left to go to Dundee United as centre forward. But at the weekend, there you won four-two. Dean Cornelius and Sean Goss both midfielders, so that must help your team if if you know that the milf- the midfielders are actually chipping in with some goals as well. Yeah, definitely.
6: Because I don't think don't of Kevin Van Diemen and Joe of the goal machines what they will do is they will work hard and, and I think with Van Dina for pretty well he needs a lot of work round about him to do the running and I think that was I was crazy for the fact that we had the, the likes of shields and effort beside him on Saturday. Mm. They could do a lot of hard running and he was a good foil for them and behind as well. So it's good to see the guys in my field chat when we go. Uh, because that's obviously going to help drag it up the table and um, the chairman
1: as well. Stephen, how important was it that uh, Stephen Robinson didn't come back to Fair Park and win? Uh, how important was it for you and the Motherwell fans that that didn't happen? Because you've got fond memories I, of him I, obviously I because want, of the job he did.
6: I, I don't really know if Stephen Robinson coming back and doing it in at Park. I mean, Stephen Robinson was a great manager for us, Rob. Um, it was more about, us, more about us getting that win because no longer you go without a mean, We would have been getting into that game against Livingston at the Tony McAroen, a really, really tough place to go. And I, I, I really don't think they've got anything from it. But now we've got confidence. And I, as I say, I just hope we get that stability with the team selection and we don't change it. Because uh, that's going to be a big problem for the other season.
1: What's your forecast for 4th, uh, 5th and 6th after the weekend games, Stephen?
6: I'm going to go Dundee United 4th. I'm going to go Motherwell in 5th. And I don't know, I, I just fancy having a in Cleveland and then getting six points. Right.
1: I've a in 6th. Yeah. OK, OK. Um, good to have you on the show, Stephen. Thanks for thanks for your call. Cheers, Stephen. Thanks very much. That's Stephen Reside a friend of the show Uh, always a great contributor uh, Motherwell fan Uh, hoping his team can hang on to that uh, place uh, in the top half dozen at the weekend just recapping what what Kenny was saying those fixtures Aberdeen against Ross County they're both in the mix uh, for top six, which rhymes. Uh, Dundee United in a good spot. Uh, have the derby at the weekend at Tannadice. It's the Edinburgh derby at Tynecastle. Hearts are home and host for third place. Uh, Hibs struggling uh, to make it up uh, into the top half. Livingston against Motherwell, as we've heard, and St Mirren against Rangers. Is on Sunday. Would the biggest casualties potentially there be Aberdeen and Hibs, Kenny, of of teams who expect a whole lot better uh, than finishing in the bottom half?
3: Absolutely. I think when you see Aberdeen, have been right up there fighting for third and fourth for the last kind of ten years or so. Hibs uh, have got to be aiming for that as well as as Hearts do as well. So Hearts, like you say, I've got that got that third place locked down now. So. With the Edinburgh Derby at Tynecastle on Saturday, I think Hibs, I mean, Hibs could theoretically still be in the top six and get beat. You know, if the other games are draws mm. round about them, they would, they, would, they would remain in the in the top six. But if Hibs do lose, I would expect, again, A- Aberdeen, as much as they're quite far back, they could be the ones to win and, and jump in if they can win their game. So it is really intriguing. But if, if you've got Aberdeen and Hibs in the bottom six, I mean, that's that, that's incredible, mm. you know, considering they are, teams are definitely the top four, top five biggest clubs in our country. You know, everyone, every one of those, like Hibs and Aberdeen, would both have a case to say, well, we're the third force. Yeah. You know, and, and they have been fighting for those positions over the years. So if they don't make the top six, this is what you're saying, I think even as Jim is, is just in the door, it'll be... There'll be a lot of fans unhappy the fact mm-hmm. that they're finishing the bottom and the bottom six, and, and likewise we it was shown at Hibs. been they've got a monumental few weeks coming up. Edinburgh Derby getting the top six. Edinburgh Derby into the semi-final. Mm-hmm. You know an opportunity. And see for every one of these teams, there's been a lot of negativity because there's not been a lot of wins from Aberdeen, from Hibs, from Mullerwell, and in the, in the, in, since no. the return of the league since uh, January each one of these teams can finish the season on such a high mm. because it's not only top six football that is up for grabs this weekend. If you make the top mm. six, you can make Europe. Mm. You know, and if you don't you're gonna be so close, but so far, because there's no way you can achieve it if you finish in that bottom six. So that's why David Martindale was absolutely livid with that penalty decision at the weekend because how, if, how bad was that that was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous how that's not a penalty and he's right and this is where referees need to understand the frustrations of players Mm. and managers because there is so much on the line and none more so in this season with how close it is with these, these six clubs that European. it's not just top six it's European football could be up for gas for any one of these teams and the the financial windfall for that for these teams not only the league placings the financial gain but to potentially get European football it's huge for these clubs so uh, David Martindale was absolutely right to be livid because that was a ridiculous decision that should have got his team the opportunity to go and get a penalty to equalise it's a
1: popular cliche isn't it to describe league games as cup finals but actually when you look at these games at the weekend mm-hmm. they are essentially cup finals because as Kenny says you know if you can actually scrape in by Hooker by Crook into the top 6 then uh, for 4th four, 5th and 6th is still going to be up for grabs so and 4th and 5th could be you know will probably uh, maybe 90% be both european places
2: yeah and all you can do is go and win your own game Mm. you know I'm sure Aberdeen they play Ross County don't they yeah at and Aberdeen they can't worry what Hibs are in a better position right now if they go to Tynecastle and win Aberdeen have got a better goal difference
1: and, and that, that might matter uh, because I think the Aberdeen equation is that if they win at home to Ross County and Hibs don't beat Hearts mm. Then I think that's possibly enough. In, yeah, yeah. For so the, the, all these sort of calculations could be done afterwards. But but I mean you you can't possibly afford to do that going into the just game. You just, you just game. have to win the just game. Go
2: and win your game. A tough game for Hibbs of course, at Hearts. Um, as Kenny just said there, they also play in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup a week later. Yeah. Whether that will have a bearing on the semi-final yeah. in terms of well, do, you know, our momentum, hearts. Know, well, at the knowing, moment, knowing what you're up against, so close to you know just. just is always back to back isn't it if you, because games. if you
1: think about those two derbies uh, if you're hearts the one you want the one you want to the one you need to win is the semi final you can afford to lose the league game i, I yes, know you don't want, i know you don't want to lose them Kenny you know all about that fixture but if you were going to get one of them you if you're hearts
3: you, you're already as you say locked into third place well if you if you ask them that question there's no doubt they'd take mm. the semi final win for a chance to go there's to a, but, there's a but, but, but coming isn't there but <laughs> like all derbies whether it be the Glasgow Derby, the Dundee Derby, the Edinburgh Derby, when you're playing your rivals particularly at home, you actually want to keep that momentum up. You know Hearts had a brilliant season, an absolutely brilliant season. They have got, I know It's the same. It's not mathematically uh, impossible that they could lose out, but they would need to have fall through the floor not not to get uh, not to get third place. So it's going to be a brilliant season for them. But they've also got a big semi final and, and an opportunity to go to a final, which would make it even better. So but they'll still want to win that game against Hibs because they've also got well, we can put them under all kinds of pressure and maybe put them into the bottom six. So you have these kind of things uh, in, in every game. So it's a, it's a big, big weekend. Again, can't wait to see how it unfolds. And you know, like trying to work out all the permutations, the draws and mm-hmm. wins, and if you lose, it's and goal differences, it's too much. Sit back and like John says, for each team that's involved, what they have got, if they can take care of their own business, they've got the opportunity to turn what has maybe been a negative kind of runny results into a really really positive end to the season
1: are you ready for your Scottish Cup questions that are going to be coming your way? Let's because John Hartson got four out of eight earlier on, but before Kenny uh, puts his uh, skills to the test, we're going to have Jamie from Falkirk up next, bidding for a pair of tickets for the Scottish Cup semi-finals. The
0: Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Taxi finance experts with free mainlines UK delivery. Find your new taxi today. Let's go. Win with Go Radio and CSD Air Conditioning. Contact them today for air conditioning servicing and repairs.
1: Well, we've teamed up with CSD Air Conditioning to give uh, one lucky Rangers and one lucky Celtic fan a pair of tickets for the huge upcoming Scottish Cup semi-final uh, between the old firm, of course, plus £100 to spend. All this week, we'll have one fan from each side competing to see who can top the league and win those tickets. Uh, Michael earlier got uh, four out of eight. Our Celtic fan playing for Rangers tonight, trying to beat two, scored by Jonathan. Last night is Jonathan. Jamie, a Rangers fan from Falkirk, who now lives in Glasgow. Hi, Jamie. Feeling good about this? Yeah, a wee bit. A wee bit. Try my my best. Right, we'll see how we go. Um, If you're ready, we've got 60 seconds. Starting now. What was the score when Rangers played Celtic in the fourth round last year? Uh, 2-1. Who's Rangers' record Scottish Cup appearance holder?
4: Eh, uh, Alan McCoy.
1: Who was in goals for Rangers when they beat Celtic on penalties in the 2016 Scottish Cup semi-final?
4: Eh, uh, where's Fatherum?
1: True or false, Marvin Andrews has never won the Scottish Cup.
4: Uh, has won the... Uh, not false.
1: With how many teams has Kenny Miller won the Scottish Cup? Eh...
4: Uh...
1: how many times did Giovanni Van Bronckhorst win the Scottish Cup with Rangers one or two Uh, one who did Ali McCoy clash with in the famous Scottish Cup replay with Celtic that saw three players red carded okay no joy on that one Um, and let's see how did you do one, two, yeah, you got two, so uh, so well done Jonathan, that's you level uh, with Jonathan from last night. How many questions did I give you? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So two out of seven, uh, so you are still joint top of the leaderboard. So uh, stay tuned with us for the rest of the week and let's see how that goes up till Friday, who's going to win those Scottish Cup semi-final tickets. Good to have you on the show thanks for having me cheers Jamie bye bye. Bye just now so two for Jamie and two for Jonathan let's see how many Kenny Miller's going to get from those same seven questions Uh, I think there's one of those I've got got my money on you getting getting right probably Uh, what was the score Kenny when Rangers played Celtic in the fourth round last season 1-0 2-0 so you're wrong on that one who's Rangers Scottish Cup appearance holder can't think many people would get this one Producer James dreamed up this question I blame uh, him
3: uh, We went Super Alley as well
1: It was Alex Smith uh, Who uh, uh, Yeah poor, poor question quite, <laughs> quite a while ago I think uh, Who's in goals for Rangers When they beat Celtic on Pens In the 2016 was Scottish Cup yeah. semi-final where's Fodringham Which uh, Jamie got right as well True or false Marvin Andrews never won the Scottish Cup True Is true Yep uh, How many teams uh, Have you won the Scottish Cup with Can true. you remember that far back <laughs> Two. <laughs> Correct. How many times has Gemini Van Bronckhorst won the Scottish Cup with Rangers? One or two? One. Two. Um, and who did Ali McCoy's clash with in that famous Scottish Cup replay that saw three players red-carded? Pass. Neil Lennon? Neil L- oh,
3: On the touchline? On line? the touchline, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Right. Uh, so you. how many did you
3: get? One, two, three. Three.
1: Yeah, three out of seven. John got four yep. out of eight. Yep. I'm reckoning that's around about fifty percent. And there was
3: one rubbish question, sorts. <laughs> <laughs> and, re-
1: and we all know who. And we all know who's
3: responsible for that one, don't we? Right
1: uh, into the final uh, far along. We'll have two more contestants uh, tomorrow night, Thursday, Friday, as well bidding or bidding for tickets to the Scottish Cup. Uh, semi-final Celtic against Rangers at Hamden it's going to be another uh, belter of an occasion big occasion for Rangers of course on Thursday night on the back of losing 2-1 to Celtic at the weekend Uh, on Sunday lunchtime oh by the way this is go.co.uk if you still want to enter that competition you'll find all the details there Uh, but Thursday in Portugal uh, Kenny Miller Braga against Rangers probably I think we were just saying they're probably the best draw Rangers could have got when you look at uh, the other teams West Ham Lyon Frankfurt Barcelona Leipzig and Atalanta and Braga yeah they'll be a good team obviously they'll be a good team but they're not in the top three they're, they're nowhere near the top three in Portugal that's Porto Sporting and Benfica
3: yeah, listen. It, it would, if you could have hand-picked it, I think you probably would have picked that. Not because they're a, they're a bad team. I think they're just not as good as the other teams, mm. you know. And I don't think Braga are as good as what they were. Is it two, three years ago mm. that Rangers played them so and beat them, obviously in the in the knockout stages? So it's it's a tough game, you know. And off the back of Sunday, it'll be. Really important that they can apart that now And move on and get themselves back up for this I mean European nights are great uh, If they can get a, a decent enough result Across from Portugal on Thursday And bring it back to Ibrox Ibrox has been absolutely rocking in, in the Europa League nights And there's no doubt the fans have, have played their part in, in the performances Bringing that energy to the players So it's a, it's a real opportunity to go make it to a, a European semi-final Again like they did back in 2008 But Talkie woning it like you say, is look at the teams you've just mentioned, Leipzig's, Atlanta's, Frankfurt's, West Hams, Barcelona's, like it's gonna be a huge a huge step to say you, you know, that you will be confident you could even get to the final. But I am confident they can get through this time and get to the semi.
1: And Rangers' happiest moments, John, recently uh, have come in European yeah. football haven't they so maybe they can blot out what happened on sunday but well, they have to don't they and and there's a there's a real incentive here to get to the last four of a european
2: competition yeah there'll be a big disappointment obviously about the weekend um but in this game of football rob it, it's all about the next one and they're still in a, a huge competition in the europa league and to be fair to rangers they've done ever so well in europe in the last Three seasons, getting to the last sixteen twice. This season, getting the last eight. So they've done they've done ever so well up to now. But and I agree with you. I think there are some big teams in in the competition. And and although Rangers won't take Braga lightly, I think the the, the draw could have been a lot harder for them in terms of uh, a top European side. You know, Braga are fourth, as you mentioned, in their in their respective league. So Rangers will feel that they can go out to uh, to Portugal on Thursday get a positive result and, and at Ibrox as we've seen many times in the last two or three years um, they turn it on there with the crowd and that vociferous backing that they've got at Ibrox
1: And if you got to uh, if Rangers got to the, the, the last four in Europe it's going to be tough to go beyond that you would think just because of the quality of the teams in there depending who you get I suppose um, and win the Scottish Cup Kenny would that be will that will that be enough for the Rangers fans
3: it'll be it's better than nothing let me tell you that I mean you've got I said it's a huge two weeks in, in respects to the Europa League game and, and the semi-final it's coming up uh, a week a week on Sunday so it'll not be enough it won't be because I said it's all about the league when you, when you start at the start of the season and Rangers would have wanted to defend their title Uh And they were in a really, really strong position to go do that Celtic, obviously the talky transition years and rebuilding. And again, we've already talked about the job that Angie's done. It's It's been absolutely sensational. But Rangers were still ahead, you know, well ahead. It was in their hands at the halfway point, and it was uh, and the wheels have fell off a little bit just after the after the break. So no, it won't be enough because when Champions League footballs up for grabs, automatic Champions League place if, if if for the league winners. That was everything that's been talked about all season. So it'll not be enough, but it'll be a little bit of a consolation. With much, as I said, I think the Scottish Cup's a must, an absolute must.
1: The European competitions of course are resuming again tonight it's the Champions League quarterfinals Benfica against Liverpool that is in uh, Lisbon and Manchester City at home to Atletico Madrid and we talk sometimes about busy schedules and big matches coming up John Manchester City in the next 12 days uh, well they've, they've got Atletico Madrid tonight at home Champions League quarterfinals they've got Liverpool in the league on Sunday there's a point between them at the top um, next Wednesday the return game uh, against Atletico Madrid in Spain. Um, and then the following weekend, the Saturday, Liverpool in the FA Cup semi-finals wow. at home. I mean, that, you know, f- those four games inside 12 days. I know. Um,
2: and, and they've got the squad for it. You know, they've spent a, a billion pounds <laughs> to, to, you know, to gather yeah. that squad. Um, he can almost, he's got a player that can, you know, you you, you, you almost need two teams at that level. Of equal ability. Now I know you've got star players that will play every game. You look at Grealish, you know, will not always play. Mahrez won't always play, but they can come in, and all of a sudden, Man City look as strong. Mm. So they, they've got two potential lineups they can use, and that's where the money comes in. You can buy quality players to cope, you know, with this fixture, uh, the difficult fixtures, but the Liverpool game at the weekend is absolutely massive because, it, as you say, it's so tight. I'm a huge Liverpool fan. I, I'd love to see them claw claw the title out of Man City's hands. Um, but I just think Man City is just so good so good they play such great football I love watching them play
1: it's some title race um, it seems uh, to be all wrapped up uh, in Scotland uh, in terms of that six point difference at the top now maybe seven if you consider the goal difference and it's a long way back for Rangers uh, maybe Mission Impossible uh, depending how you view it just final thoughts before we go Kenny on Rangers at the end of the season whatever happens in, in these games we've been talking about now uh, how big are the changes how many players would you expect to see departing out of that Rangers squad in the summer?
3: Uh, Well, there's a lot of talk at the start of this season about potential uh, players leaving to, to go to again, maybe down to England, maybe Premiership moves. Have those players really performed to the same levels again this year? I'd have to say no.
1: You're talking likes of so,
3: Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent, Glenn Kamara, again, mm-hmm. he's, he's found himself out of the team more often, again, probably yeah. down to the, the emergency John Lundstrom in the last kind of two, two and a half months. So these guys were, there's still moves there, I think, for them. It might not be to the left. Barisic is another one. Mm-hmm. I mean,. He was looked upon as a real asset. Again, he's, he's found himself really out of favour and his performances, of that's the reason because he's found Bass has taken that jersey is because his performances have not been at the same level as maybe they were the year or 18 months before. So these players who were big assets might not get the same type of transfer fees now and that'll be up to Rangers to decide and that's maybe the reason Alfredo never went when he did because they never matched that valuation that, that Rangers have put on them. So, How much do they need to refresh? Listen, they, they, need, they need to improve the, the starting lineup. There's no getting away from it. game. we've already talked about Goldson. Goldson's going to be a huge loss. You know, and I know people all... It, players, everybody's got their... There's always a critic of every player, mm. you know. But Conor Goldson has been there every single game since he came to the football club. And he now will need to be replaced as somebody as good. Somebody reliable, somebody who's durable, who can turn up every single day, who knows what it now takes to be a winner. You know, so he'll, he'll need to be replaced. He's a big leader in that team. You know, he's the vice captain. Mm-hmm. He's the vice captain for a reason because Steven Gerrard originally seen his leadership qualities, and not only that, that he is there every single week. There standing up and being counted. And Giovanni is, is all seen the same thing. So he'll need to be replaced. I think, again, you don't want to be making wholesale changes because when Rangers were signing 10s and 12 players in the summer, I'm the first one that says that's not sustainable for success. So I think at least three to four players that are going to come in and if they're not going to move right into your starting lineup, they need to challenge those guys and push these guys on to improve their performances
1: so lots of changes to come at Rangers it will be all about consolidation at Celtic getting some of those loan deals turned into permanent ones and pretty much maintaining momentum it has been an incredible turnaround and they are now on the brink of landing the title and maybe just half a dozen games away from a treble as well thanks Kenny and uh, thanks a lot to the birthday Cheers boy well. John Hartson Thank you, as well enjoy your evening we're back tomorrow live at five
0: the Go Radio Football Show with the taxicenter.com. don't miss out on huge savings on your new taxi. Available exclusively to the Taxi Trade. Let's go!